Hey, welcome back to Tales from the Pits. This is Brian and Andrew. And once again, that noise in the background you hear is the gravel and road underneath our wheels. We are over 1,500 miles and counting on our Dallas slash West Texas slash Panhandle slash back to West Texas, back to Houston bonanza we've been on for this is day three. Bonanza. I remember that TV show. Oh yeah, little joke. Got little, it. Little uh, what was that paper burning in the background in the beginning of the show? You know, <laughs> the titles. All right. Um, We're delirious. Yeah, no, literally, we are meat delirious. Not just from the driving, and we had a decent amount of sleep. Um, two hotel nights. We're over fifteen hundred miles. I think you said. Yep. Um, I'm gonna try to do some more tomorrow with Leslie and knock some places out you already have. Um, you're down to. Four left, five left? Uh, five left. We're on our way to, to stop 46 for me and 43 for you, I believe. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's, uh, I guess let's start at the beginning and work our way to where we are now. Okay, I was born in a small village. <laughs> um, not Maybe not quite that far back. You were one of the village people. Yeah. <laughs> or the village idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we're both qualifying for that at this point. Either one. But, okay, uh, we woke it, up before sunrise on Thursday morning. Right, yeah. We, uh, Brian and Leslie drove to my house, um, and then we left at 4.30 a.m. Thursday morning um, to head to Cadillac Barbecue in the uh, north part of Dallas. Um, those aren't familiar with Cadillac. They were the number three rated joint on the Texas Monthly Top 50 list. They have uh, very limited hours. It's very difficult to get to them. So we knew we had to plan, you know, well in advance to plan our route to, to go there first. I'm very limited may be an understatement. Um, I think second only to Snows. Yeah, probably. Yes, yeah, yeah, Snows obviously Saturday only. And then uh, Cadillac is Thursday and Friday, 1030 to uh, 2 o'clock, I believe. And then the first Saturday of every month, 1030 to 2 o'clock. So... Again, uh, not, not the easiest place to get to if you don't live in the Dallas area. And I, I presume even if you do live in the Dallas area, it's not the easiest spot to get to. But, uh, but again, it was number three. We were super excited to get there. It's been one of our to-do list barbecue places for quite a while. And, and we finally finally made it up there. We got there about uh, a little after 8.30, 8.30, 8.45, somewhere in that window. And we were the first, uh, first group there. Just barely beating one person out, though. Right. Regular that comes every Thursday. Every Thursday. And what did, what was he in line for, Brian? Beans. 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 Burn-in, I think burn-in beans. Um, Something I, like that. I'm not exactly sure what the exact yeah. title of the beans were, but... Big fan. He's apparently a really big fan of beans. Um, it's, you hear something new on the barbecue trail all the time, and that's, that's the first time I've heard of someone standing in line to just get beans. Um, we actually let him go ahead of us once the doors open because... We're ordering most of the menu, and you know he's getting beans. So, uh, line was pretty pretty small for the first, I'd say, half hour we were there. Yeah, it's kind of been a trend at the the two big places we went to was um, line didn't build as early as we may have thought, but as you got closer, I mean, it really really picked up those last thirty minutes. They open at ten thirty, which we like. Um, it's a little early if you're you know just trying to get your normal businessman's lunch, but. Um, if you're visiting them from out of town, it's kind of nice getting that extra 30 minutes, especially if you're already in line anyway. Right. And one thing that we'd seen a bunch on social media from people that had been there before and then we experienced ourselves is they actually open a few minutes early um, every day, it seems. 
uh, somewhere around the 10, 15, 10, 20 mark, which, you know, like I said, with us having, having the long, you know, the long routes that we were taking, the earlier we could get in, the better for us. Um, so we got in and we ordered most of the menu. Uh, we had moist brisket, pork ribs, uh, two, ki two kinds of sausage, their um, jalapeno cheese, and a sausage they refer to as their spicy Texan sausage. Uh, we also had pulled pork and turkey. Um, sides, what else did we do for sides? It seems like a million years ago. I know, ago. <laughs> I know. Uh, collard greens, I know we did the collards. Um, cheese grits. Um, beans, we did have the beans. Uh, we did, yeah, yeah, we did do the beans as well. Um, the, the gentleman that came first, you know, was kind enough to leave some for us. So we, uh, we did get some beans. And then we had two desserts. We had the crack cake, which you've heard so much about. And we had banana pudding. Um, and uh, what, you know, what are your thoughts on the meal, Brian? I, I that was really, really good meal. Um, you know, it, it, <laughs> I hate to say, it really feels like a million years ago. Um, no, really good meal. I mean, the brisket was, was great. Um, I remember the crack cake, um, very unique and different. Uh, really like a, a moist, almost pudding uh, texture sometimes and a nice, nice sugary coating. Um, interesting very different yeah it was uh, really different banana um, pudding was good right the, their sausages and we, we will warn you guys here their sausages are really big they have half pound <laughs> sausages don't I'm do the innuendo either. jokes brian we're Damn not it. doing it this recap we're uh, not doing it uh, <laughs> so, okay so anyway they he was very impressed with they, the size they, they of the have sausage. massive sausages they were in a, almost a half a pound each right two, two links two links was, was like 0.86 I yeah think. so that, that was uh, obviously a, a big sausage yeah. so be aware of that if you're ordering a whole link that you will be getting a large amount um and certainly ask them if they do half links but we, right. we did ask for a quarter pound of sausage and yeah, got a yeah, whole we, link which is almost yeah, a half I mean, a pound so. it, maybe they didn't hear us and you know who knows but anyway it happens um but we had the, the jalapeno cheese and the spicy Texan, and the spicy Texan had a had a very weird flavor. Not weird, okay. It wasn't a flavor I would associate with something called a spicy Texan. It almost had some sort of like Indian spice flavor yeah, to it. It reminded me a lot of maybe maybe curry or even masala, but something that I've had in my trips to India, um, or just something pretty exotic. But not when you think of spicy Texas, what do you think of? cayenne or jalapeno right. or something along those something lines. Something very, you know. very more traditional some that we sort, see. Some in sort of chili, yeah. yeah. And this was, it, it almost had a chorizo, though, in there, too. To me, like a little chorizo flavor. So it, it was interesting. It's not that it was a bad sausage. It's just that impression of spicy Texan, you're thinking of something a little different. Right. And also another thing to, to just so everyone's aware, um, they do not have a water fountain at Cadillac. Um, you went, If you're ordering a drink, you're ordering a drink. Uh, if you order water, you're getting a bottle of water. And not that that's a huge deal, but it's something that you should know as you go in there. You know, that way there's not the, oh, I thought I was getting free water, and you just gave me a bottle of water. Right. And, and I, to explain it, I think it's because they're only they're open so few. They don't have a fountain machine. Right. They right. don't have a water machine. They don't have an iced tea machine. I right. saw it, somebody else. It's bottles and cans. Yeah, yeah. somebody else. Bottles and cans and microphone stands. Hey, yeah. homeboy, what and you drinking, man? tables and a whatever. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, yeah, you know, so there, So if you want an iced tea, it's going to be that bottled iced tea. So just, yeah, I mean, just be aware that's what you're going to get. So, yeah, we uh, we finished up at, at Cadillac. And, uh, again, we ordered pretty much the whole menu. It was a large order both in, you know, volume and in dollars. But it was it was worth it because it was, you know, like I said, this is not an easy stop to get to. It's a, you know, it's quality food. 
Um, if you live in the Dallas area, I personally think it's the best, you know, best barbecue in the DFW area. Obviously, the Texas Monthly would reflect that as well. Um, but, uh, but be aware of there are limited hours. Um, you could probably get there easily. If you got there before 9.30 on any of their weekday openings, I think you'd be probably top 10 or so in line, at least from our experience and from what we've been hearing. And you know, Saturday just it might be a crapshoot, though. It's hard to tell. Right. Saturday's maybe a whole different animal just because they're only open that one Saturday. Um, and it's in a very uh, unique area. It's in, a, it's in like a business park in, in North Dallas. It's not where you'd expect to find a great barbecue joint at all. Um, it's, you know... It's, it's got a nice feel inside. They've got a nice uh, mural of different pictures of different pitmasters and people in Texas barbecue. Yeah, you walk in, I mean, you, from the outside, it's your typical, it's, it's a strip center look, but it's an industrial park. It's not a strip center. There's no other retail. Right. And then, but you open the door and it feels very much more traditional barbecue once you're inside. Yeah, absolutely. Line uh, gets, line snakes around inside. So, right. you know, that's a nice thing. You get out of the heat. Yeah, they had pretty much the whole line inside by the time we left. Now, I'm sure they get busier. They eventually run out of inside space. Um, that's another thing to be aware of. Like, if you're sitting in the restaurant, there's going to be people snaked around you in the line just because that's how they run the line. I, as, a, as someone who stands in lines for barbecue, I appreciate that because not having to stay in the heat is very nice. But, you know, it's always you also have people staring at your plate as you're eating. Staring at your plate, talking to each other about the food that you're eating right. while you're eating it. Right. They, you know, they might drool a little. So. So, we, yeah. we didn't have anybody take pictures while we were eating, but we've no. had that before in some other places. Right, yeah, it can be a little strange, but... Uh, we did just, get interviewed while we were in line. Yes, oh yes, we did. I don't, I, I don't know who that was. But, I have no idea. Yeah. She, she, we were on somebody's Facebook Yeah, live who feed, knows, you, know. you may see us on Jimmy Kimmel, but probably it's just some goober <laughs> no. with uh, YouTube. Probably it's Jenny Kimball. <laughs> so, uh, so moving along, we left, uh, we left Cadillac um, and headed up to uh, Hutchins Barbecue in McKinney. Um, met uh, met Brian's friend Chris up there, um, who, if you remember, was on our podcast from our Jesse Ray's Vegas episode. If you haven't listened to that, yeah. go How listen to Chris, it. Yeah, Chris met us in Vegas. He's met us in Dallas. Uh, yeah, we, we've eaten a lot of places with Chris at this point. <laughs> and you're different parts of Dallas, McKinney, Vegas. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Chris. And uh, so, so we got there, and they had a pretty good line going at uh, at Hutchins. It was it was out yeah, the it was door. Out the door. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we we kind of pulled a little thing, so. Um, we can go ahead and explain what we did. You know, we yeah. did a little line cutting. So we, um, Chris was in line. He was getting close to the door. And, and once you're inside the door, I will never go inside and and even try to cut in line. That's just completely wrong. But um, we we sent the lovely Leslie in first so that she could kind of run some interference for us. And and then she texted us and said, Oh yeah, it's fine. Come on in. So then then the two ugly guys show up. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like when you pick up a hitchhiker, but don't pick up <laughs> hitchhikers. I don't want to know about your hitchhiking days, Brian. <laughs> Brian's got stories that are for a whole other podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tales from the debauchery. So we've got... <laughs> so we get into, so we we get get into, into Hutchins. Hutchins. And it was, it was our, Leslie and my second visit to Hutchins. Um, you know, it, I really liked the place the first time. The thing that about Hutchins is unique among quality barbecue establishments is they have an all-you-can-eat option um, that includes desserts. and includes, apparently, people told me it includes catfish. Yeah. I mean, and this is not, again, this is not, you know, a certain all-you-can-eat barbecue buffet in Houston. This is quality barbecue. Yeah. No, this was, yeah, it's, what, 21? $20.99. $20.99. I remember what it used to be, 18 or eighteen ninety-nine. That's still insane because their brisket was twenty nine ninety nine a pound. So you could order one pound of brisket or you could order all-you-can-eat. 
Right. Um, and one of the other things that's nice is um, even if you and, and we could not get all you could eat. I mean, come on, we just ate at the number three place. We're eating here. We were going to eat at another place. Um, right. So yeah. So we you know we stuck to you know pretty pretty standard stuff. We had a uh, you know moist brisket again, um, pork ribs. We did uh, fried okra. Uh, we got a little bit of the banana pudding. And the banana pudding again. And the banana even pudding. Even if is, you don't get the all you can eat, right. the dessert is free. If there. you're dining in, option. if you're dining in, it's yes. dine in yes. only. So if you're getting to go, you do not get the free dessert. But dine in, free dessert. They had cobbler. They had banana pudding. Um, I think there's ways to hack that, but you should not. Right. And, and we did not know this. And, and shout out to I wish I could remember the gentleman's name. Um, the uh, uh, I believe he's one of the owners of Hutchins, who. Uh, who, who saw us in line? We were getting our passport stamped and all that good stuff, and and he let us know that they that they make their own jalapeno cheese sausage. I think both of their sausages are made in house. Yeah. Which if we if we find a house made sausage, we we always order it. But we, we that was you know we didn't follow our own tip of do your research this on this particular joint. We, well, we didn't see it mentioned anywhere, which right, is yeah. normally. I mean, we do we always look at least two or three different sources. Right. But yeah, we, we didn't see it anywhere on on our on our searches. Um, but but he did let us know that, and he was kind of he actually said, "Oh, let me bring you some over," which is, you know, very nice of him. Not something we expected at all. Um, but he, yeah, he, he did bring some over, and you know, it was really good sausage. Yeah, it was yeah. good sausage. Yeah, I would, I'd recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. I would. I wish we'd known we'd order more of it. I mean, I really enjoy the experience at Hutchins. If I lived in Dallas, I'd go there probably quite often. Yeah, it's it's a great spot. Um, it, like I said, they've got a big big restaurant, um, lots of seating space. And again, the all-you-can-eat option is so unique to, you know, to quality barbecue. It's definitely the only one on the top 50 list that offers that option. Chris um, said they're adding a drive-through. Yeah, well, they're yeah. they're in the process of adding a drive-through. I think they're also expanding the dining room again. Yeah, it was almost open when we were there. Right, almost. So, uh, so yeah, Hutchins was another good stop for us, and uh, you know, spent some time with Chris, hung out there, and then uh, then we had to head to, down to Forney, uh, which I, we've had a couple of people tell us why did you take the route you took? Because if you look at the route on a map. We went all the way north, all the way northeast, and then down to southeast. Well, the reason for that is Cadillac. There's a method to this madness. There is. Cadillac opens earlier than Hutchins or Fortis. And there's a line. And there's a line. You know, so that's that was really the only way this route would work, unfortunately. <clears throat> so we... Uh, we a little ping pong. And yeah, there was a little bit of a ping pong that, that you know on that first day especially. So we, you know, we leave Hutchins, head down to Fortis, down in Forney. And of course, what's the first thing we see when we pull into the parking lot, Brian? It was, you know, I don't know if it was a we're sorry, but they they're going to be closed for business. And at that point, we both were just kind of stopped breathing. <laughs> um, and, and then we kept reading, and then the very bottom, Friday. And this is Thursday. And we are there Thursday. So uh, it goes down to, and, and we we did, were fortunate. We spoke with the owner once we once we got inside. Once we ordered, Michael, yeah, My, yeah, Mike Thomas. And he uh, he did let us know. You know, we did post it on Facebook, and we did you know we did try to let social media know. So obviously, you know, we we, we appreciate that as consumers. I know a lot of other consumers appreciate that too. If you know you know if you're open Monday through Friday X Y Z time to A B C time, then a customer is going to expect you to be open then. So you, you know, I do think it's a it's a good idea from a business standpoint to to let them know that. And and I was really glad that he had, and I'm really glad that you know we didn't go there on friday yeah a really nice guy we had um brisket yeah. turkey and um, uh and chocolate pecan pie yes and the chocolate and the turkey was great yeah it was really, really good turkey really good uh chocolate pecan pie 
also um, very memorable. Yeah. And oddly enough, we had at least two chocolate pecan pies on this trip, which we'll talk about later. Too. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't something we expected when we first set out on the journey. Like, hey, let's eat a lot of chocolate pecan pie. Yeah. But uh, it was also probably one of the few places, if not the only place, we didn't have banana pudding at. Yeah, that, I don't know what's going on with the banana pudding uh-huh. fetish lately, uh, I, I, but yeah, we're, we're getting it everywhere. We've been eating it everywhere. It, it's almost like a, a, a very uh, well-known small Asian blogger that we know might have uh, told us to order it. Shout out, Jimmy Ho. We love you. Man, they, you got really close to the mic there. It's kind of <laughs> creepy. All right. So we, but yeah, uh, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. So we, uh, we left Fortis, um, headed down to uh, Abilene. Which Abilene, is which Abilene, is straight Abilene. out west. So that that started the the western portion. Well, I guess the whole damn trip's western. Have come from Houston. Yeah. But uh, I know geography. But we uh, so we left Fortis, headed straight to Abilene, and headed to uh, Stillwater Barbecue. And Stillwater Barbecue, um, right there. Yeah, it was pretty easy to get to. Um, I think we had a three meat plate there. You're gonna have to help me as we think about what we had. Um, we had brisket. I know we had brisket. I know we had ribs. We had so- uh, regular sausage. Oh no, we had the black pepper sausage there. No, no, no. You're no? thinking Tyler's. Okay. Are you we sure? need to stop here. Slumber in. Slumber in, yeah, because I'm kind of in a slumber myself. Uh, we, I know, we, we both are, but uh, but yeah, no, we we had the jalapeno. Oh no, the regular sausage there it wasn't the peppercorn sausage. That's Tyler's and Amarillo, which we did go to, but we'll get to that one. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so and then we got three sides or, or two sides on dessert because we had to get banana pudding. Banana pudding. Um, we also got mac and cheese and smashed taters. It was loaded mac and cheese. It was loaded mac and yeah. cheese. It was it did have brisket in it. Um, and uh, what? Uh, let's see. We had. I think that's it. That's all we had there. Yep. Yeah. The, the three meats, two sides. Yeah, three meats, two sides, and desserts. Yeah. So uh, again, we try to try multiple meats at places. We try to try the sides. You know, it, if they're known for a dessert, we try to get the dessert as well. And Stillwater does some unique stuff too that uh, you know, unfortunately, they didn't have when we went there. Like I know they do pastrami. They're one of the they're the places on the list that's part of the pastrami challenge. Them and Regals. Um, they also do, I think they do some burnt end stuff and a couple other things as well. But uh, we were only get the, uh, able to get the standard items there. Um, and it's really cool. They've got a, you know, their little uh, food truck that they started out in, in the back of the restaurant. So it's kind of neat to see where these places started from and, and where they've gone since then. You know, and that's kind of a common theme that we see in a lot of places is you know, these places that started from humble beginnings or smaller beginnings and, you know, and now have moved on to, uh, you know, to uh, full-service restaurants. Um, so we, uh, we left Abilene. One of the cool things about Abilene is, uh, well, not, maybe not cool for them, but cool for us. The, uh, it apparently gets pretty hot in Abilene. We passed multiple street signs where literally <laughs> the paint on these street signs was melting off, I guess, from the... Or they use really cheap hot, paint. Or they, maybe, or they no. use cheap paint. Yeah. Maybe that's the trick. That, that could be very visually, um, well, and, and that, I guess that's like the exciting thing about Abilene is the paint. I mean, you know, we, 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 many times on this trip, we made comments about what we saw out in the fields as we were driving by, which was nothing. Yeah, um, there's a lot of nothing in West Texas. But, you know, it kind of, you did, we did kind of go through the different, you know, geographies. We had the windmill farms, the oil derricks. Right. Um, you know, there, there was a few interesting things, but mixed between hundreds and hundreds of miles of not interesting Oh, look, Shiny Ribs is playing. Hey, look where at that. Where the hell are we at? <laughs> we're, we're near Junction, Texas or something. I, I, I don't know. And I, I see a sign for Shiny at. Ribs. And hey, shout guys, out to Shiny Ribs. I, I couldn't tell you where we're at. Um, all I know is Waze hasn't told me to recalculate yet, so I think we're okay. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, we left Abilene and headed further west because uh, our, that was our last barbecue stop of the day. Um, we were headed to uh, Hody's the next day. No, we're day. still 53 miles out of Junction. Okay. I don't know. Wherever we're at, this tiny little ass town is going to get a really kick-butt concert from Shiny Ribs. <laughs> so shout out to a little town we don't know. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, we we ended up, we decided to stay in Eden. Sorry, I just saw this. Oh, sign. we're in Eden, Texas. Eden, Texas. All right. Well, All right. Back to back yeah, to Back us, on Eden. track. Okay, so we uh, we decided to stay in Midland, which was, it's about an hour and a half uh, east of Pecos. Because um, there are more hotel options. It's a bigger town than Pecos. Um, and we uh, we got there uh, 7.30, somewhere around that. Yeah, reasonably, yeah. reasonable time. So, so about 15 hours on the road. Uh, which was more than enough for us. Yeah, we don't rec- we don't recommend what we're doing. So naturally, we, really we you know checked into the hotel and straight hated straight for ourselves. a beer garden. Um, which, if you're ever in Midland, Texas, this is a really cool spot. It was a literal beer garden. Literal beer garden, like it's a garden center. Like it's like a nursery. Yeah, it's a garden. They, yeah. they sell. You can buy plants and whatever else nursery yeah, sells. And then at night, you can buy beer, craft beer, non-craft beer. They don't discriminate. Um, and there's a there's a freaking tortoise when you walk in the place a freaking what it's a tortoise it's like a tortoise like a big ass turtle yeah Yeah. it really was yeah just chilling out yeah he was alive not like a statue he was very much alive um he was almost he's as mobile as a turtle ever is (laughs) but uh but yeah that was that was unique um it was really cool like i said really cool vibe it's a midland's a big oil town there's a lot of you know a lot of blue collar workers a lot of oil workers coming in having a beer after you know after they're done with for the day whatever they do um karaoke was going on that night which you know it's karaoke it, you get it's to, entertaining you get in, to in hear its own people way. sing turn around you know or total eclipse of the heart where they'll turn song around yeah the old school thing just comes in our head but we yeah, don't, I always think it was old school we don't want another yeah. explicit episode so we won't uh sing that version well, i'm for okay you. with explicit episodes <laughs> so uh so we had a couple of beers um, hung out there for a while. Every now and well, then I fall apart. And of course, they make homemade bratwurst. So, of course, we had a you know homemade bratwurst as well. Oh yeah, there was bratwurst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so, beer. And beer. So and beer. It served in the you know mugs that resemble the German not, not steins, but you know the little yeah. Well, I don't know how they design it. Whatever they're called. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, we had Glass a mugs. You've seen them on the movies. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we describe things so well for radio, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we had a couple of beers, made it a quick you know quick night. Didn't get too crazy because we had again another super long day ahead of us. Um, so we got up. Uh, well, we, we we got up earlier than anticipated. Um, yeah, we had a little air conditioning problem in our hotel, which will remain nameless. <laughs> so we uh, yeah yeah shout out to AC. So we we left there uh, a little earlier than we thought and headed over to Pecos. Um, and our, our, our buddies in, on the Passport Trail, the Smoky Road, uh, if you don't follow them, go follow them on Instagram, the underscore Smoky with an E-Y underscore road, um, Jessica and Drew. Go ahead and uh, give them a follow. They, I met them at Tejas a few weeks ago and, uh, and then found out that they were on a similar route to us this weekend. So they were coming to Podies. Um, we were coming to Podies as well, so you know we uh, we made some detours on the way yeah, to Podies. Yeah, let's Podies. talk about those detours. Let's talk all about right? those detours. You know, so much better uh, than Brian's the wheelhouse. world's largest gingerbread man. Okay, <laughs> first off, we stopped and just snapped a picture. Uh, Pecos is famous for the world's first rodeo ever held. Yes. Apparently. Well, no, actually, first we we got lost trying to find. Well, yeah, first we were looking for <laughs> the replica of the Judge Roy Bean. It's called the Jersey Lily, is the uh, saloon. 
and, and I've had the, I, I guess you could say, pleasure of actually visiting the real one out twice, uh, which I believe is Langtree, Texas. And uh, we, apparently they had a replica here, which, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, he was famous for the law west of the Pecos and this is Pecos. So maybe people showed up asking where it was and they finally <laughs> said, let's just build a replica. I, I don't know. Anyway, we wound up in some um, trailer park, trailer park, um, <laughs> which was shout not, out to trailer parks, which is not where Judge Roy Bean's replica was. No. And so, so yeah, Andrew was getting mad because we were wasting time and you know, <laughs> we had like an hour and 15 minutes before Podies was going to open. And we wound our way back into town and actually drove right past Podies. Stopped, took a picture at the world's first rodeo because uh, it was not our first rodeo. And then went to the little downtown square. They've got a museum. Yep. They've got a, a Wild Bill Pecos uh, kind of statue, whatever they call those things. Him riding a tornado with a bullwhip or whatever, lasso around the tornado. And they, we did see the replica, Judge Roy Bean's um, Jersey Lily. And uh, the gentleman gunfighter, uh, I cannot remember his name. I apologize. but uh, He's dead. He doesn't remember. Yeah. And, you know, memorialized there, a guy who um, apparently only killed people that deserved to die, I think, was the, the tombstone. That was nice of him. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, so we spent a few minutes there and then came back over to Pody's. And uh, about it's about that same time the Smoky Road folks yeah. showed up. Yeah. The, they, or actually, they were there when we got there. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, we uh, hung out with them, chatted with them for a little bit. Um, and uh, Pody's was another one that was nice enough to actually let us in early. Um, before they opened, they opened at 11, but they listened a little earlier than that. Um, and as we were ordering our food, sitting down, getting food, uh, who else did we run into? Another passporter. Yep, Hirotoshi Mugen. Yep, Hirotoshi. He was a, a Houston person just like us. Out but Sugarland. But, but But naturally, we meet him, you know. 800 miles away. Right. Repping his Blood Brothers shirt. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to the Blood Brothers yeah, gang. He, he did have his Blood Brothers shirt on. So, uh, so yeah, we got to chat with him for a little bit. And uh, on to, oh, let's talk a little bit about the food at Pody's. It was uh, yeah. really good. The brisket was really well cooked, had a, had a really nice bark on it. You know, it was it was a surprise. And some people are like, why was it a surprise? Because they're on the top 50. And, you know, it, I don't want to put anybody down. I think they were a 4.0 rating out of it, which means they were in the, the bottom tier of the top 50. And so, you know, we've had a lot of these places, I, I think over 25 each before this list came out. Right. Um, you know, we knew there were going to be some that were better than others. It's not that this place wasn't any good, but I expected it to be on the lower end, and, I, and it was not. It was actually, the, the brisket was cooked extremely well. Right. Um, yeah, the, nicely rendered. It was tasty. Yeah. The I mean, ribs had a, the ribs were cooked really well also. Um, had, didn't have a glaze on it. and had pretty mild seasoning, but good smoke on it. Cooked really well. Um, we also had the green chili hominy, which is something that they're known for. It's very unique to them. Hominy, 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 hominy. So we uh, we did a double hominy on that order because you know you can never have too much hominy. Um, peace and hominy. That's that's what I always go for. Upgrade with two D's it stands for a double dose of my pimpin'. I don't know what the hell he's talking about, guys. Sorry. Idiocracy. So we uh, shout out. So <laughs> so we uh, we snacked a little bit there, and we also had <clears throat> banana pudding. Um, had some banana pudding there and uh, chatted a little bit with our passport buddies and headed on our merry way on the rest of the trip because we had a very long drive ahead of us. All the way back, uh, well actually we had left from Midland, went out to Pody's, turned around, came back, drove through Midland again. And then um, up, straight up to Amarillo. Um, with uh, Not not by morning. No. Because no, it no, was no, already not, in the morning. It was Amarillo by late afternoon. 
So we uh, we did a quick detour on the way there um, because thank uh, you because we wanted to, well, Buddy Holly. If, if you don't know, is from was from Lubbock, um, and he is buried in Lubbock. There's a Buddy Holly Museum in Lubbock and, as well. And I do not look just like Buddy Holly, and you do not look like Mary Tyler Moore. Well, that is I'm, that is comforting that I do not look like Mary Tyler Moore. We, uh, we stopped off at Buddy Holly's gravesite. We didn't have time for the whole museum, so we uh, stopped off at the gravesite um, and then uh, headed further north again to uh, good I just, old... I just want to let people know, when he says, like, we did a little detour and did this, that's the only stop we make. <laughs> I mean, his car gets about 600 miles to a tank, maybe 700. <laughs> and, it does and, not. It gets about 375. Uh, okay, sure. But it feels like 700. <laughs> And so we, we don't stop. I mean, it's just, you know, just rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah. But it's okay. I mean, I like it actually because uh, my wife and family knows that's what I do. So um, takes some really bizarre individuals to enjoy this kind of road trip. Yeah, but, this, um, this, was, this was an ambitious one for us. Um, we, got, we ended up in Amarillo right at 4.30. Um, got to Tyler's in Amarillo, which was on last, year, uh, last top 50 list and on this top 50 list as well. Um, we got the brisket pork ribs, their black peppercorn sausage that Brian was referring to earlier, um, and also got uh, peach cobbler and, did we do potato salad there? Potato salad, potato salad there, there as well. And they let you do peach cobbler as a side, which um, I want to give a shout out there and to other folks as well that that's, you know, we Corkscrew is one of the other places that I know that does that. Um, I just, I really love that if you get, if you get that as a side. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really nice option because it does help break. If you want just a sweet treat, it's nice to be able to get it on a meat plate. Um, so, you know, that was really cool. The black peppercorn sausage had a good flavor to it. Um, I'd had, I'd been, I'd actually been there a few months before the list came out because I had to go to Amarillo for my actual paying job. Um, and, you know, and I'd had similar, I don't, I think I ordered probably the exact same thing last time, if not pretty close to it. You know, so we, uh, we, you know, we knew we couldn't spend a whole ton of time at Tyler's um, because we had to get back down to Lubbock. Um, but we, we did want to stop off because uh, Daniel Vaughn, a couple of years ago, did his you know, top 10 or so banana puddings in Texas. And again, we're suddenly yeah. eating a ton of banana pudding. Banana pudding blog. <laughs> so, we, uh, so, so we decided let's go. And the, and the number one spot on his list is this place called Verdinsky's, which is literally half a mile down the road from Tyler's. Uh, I had been there again when I was on that previous Amarillo trip, but Brian and Leslie had never been. So, you know, we we're like, oh, let's make a quick stop. Let's go get some banana pudding. So we get there and we find out that sadly, um, Verdinsky's had a fire at the restaurant and they've been closed since mid-June, I believe. Um, and, you know, obviously that's always a risk in the barbecue industry. Fire, you, you work with fire all day long, um, every day. So it, you know, there's always a risk. And you know, and again, unfortunately, they you know they did have a, a fire in the restaurant. We don't know, uh, we don't know if or when they will reopen. But um, keep keep on the lookout for that. If they do reopen, I, I probably won't drive to Amarillo. No, for but, it, but pudding, if you end, but end up in if Amarillo, you're in Amarillo, God help you. Yeah, find um, find out if they're open, and if they are, go get some really dang good banana pudding. And I'll have to say this too. He did not let me go to Cadillac Ranch or the Big Texan with the 72-ounce steak. Once you had dinner, are you, are you not happy with the dinner you had that and night that, that you're glad you didn't waste it on a five-pound steak? Well, you know, I, I would have to say I've been to both of those before, so, I, you know, it's okay. It's all right. A little tear shed, but um, no, there's no way I could eat anymore. That's for sure. Exactly. So... Back down we go after we leave. Yeah, what the hell? Amarillo. Yeah, we're Back not done. Lubbock. We're not done yet. So no, no, oh no, we're still we're spending eating, the folks. night. 
And we're not even done. We're heading back to Lubbock. Yes. Um, and actually a little bit past Lubbock. A little bit past Lubbock to a little town called Wolforth, Texas. Woolworth. Wolforth. 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 Um, where the Basically no- a subdivision of, yeah, pretty much. of Lubbock nowadays. Yeah, just, just outside of Lubbock. Um, to the number nine spot on the Texas Monthly Top 50 list, Evie Mays Pit Barbecue. And that would also make that our last of the top ten. So... You're last. I'm still going to Louis Miller next week. Oh, yeah. Well, you've been to Louis Miller I, before. I've been to Louis yeah. Miller before. I mean, that was the thing. But... We haven't been to. There was only a few of these that we had never been to before the list came out. Right, right. As far as the top ten. So, yes, now we have here. definitely. We have eaten at all of the top ten joints. Um, most of them multiple times. Um, but uh, but, but Evie, Evie Mays does prime rib dinners. Uh, they've been doing them once a month, but now they're talking about possibly doing them twice a month. Um, and, and we were fortunate enough. Um Go ahead, Brian. Sorry. Oh, I didn't know if you had something to say. Oh. I always have something to oh, well, say. Oh, this is true. Yeah, I wasn't going to interrupt you. Oh, you're, you're delirious now. <laughs> but no, we we uh, we were able to get in on the uh, prime rep dinner. They made a couple of seats for us, and uh, we we just split a plate because we'd already eaten multiple right. times. But um, and we knew we were going to eat barbecue there the next the next day as well. But um, got a, a half inch thick cut prime yeah. rib, medium with, rare prime rib with. Um, uh, the green beans, green beans and uh, potatoes um, and cornbread and cucumber salad and uh, we also had German chocolate cake and uh, a la mode brownie because yeah we, you know, we weren't hungry so we just got you know yeah. eight things to eat <laughs> <laughs> which we finished the whole we ate plate. every bite of everything on that plate and it was fantastic we were, I mean, obviously, it's the number nine joint in, the te- in Texas. You should have high expectations and high hopes. But still, we, we try to temper it as much as we can because we don't want to build a place up so much in our minds that it can't possibly meet these expectations. Expectations are big, and, and we've talked about that in the past. You know, and, it, and it's unfair sometimes because you might have these great expectations, and you come in, and, and the place could still be a wonderful place, but you just had these, uh, you know, ridiculous expectations, and then you come away not satisfied which is stupid but this exceeded those right um and i'll say a little bit about prime rib you know i i prior to getting good prime rib which i've only had a few um, i don't order it a lot because we're usually ordering if if we go to a barbecue joint we're usually ordering traditional barbecue not prime rib but um, i had a lot of it in vegas and it was just i don't know it just was pretty flavorless and kind of cold even though it was served warm i don't know how to describe it you know no seasoning um, you know, it was meat. It was substance. It wasn't quite soil and green, but so soulless might be a good soulless. Decision. Yeah, but not. It wasn't dry. They were usually moist. Um, and, and I just, it was one of those things. They're like, ah, you know, whatever. Yeah. And the place that turned me back on to uh, Prime Rib is actually Blue, Blue Moon. Moon. Yeah, Blue Moon. Man, went out there on a Thursday night and just had some fantastic Prime Rib. Still one of my favorite Prime Ribs. And uh, this one was up up there at, at in the par with them as well. Yeah, it was. It was really and uh, like I said a complete meal top to bottom was just so strong the sides were excellent the prime rib is excellent the desserts are really good it was just it was just such an awesome meal and the customer service at Debbie Mays is just phenomenal off the chain it, it is fantastic every single employee that we encountered there was just friendly and courteous and, and and just wanted to help you and make sure you were having a good experience and it was just it, it, I can't say enough good things about the staff at Evie Mays from from Arnis and Mallory Robbins the the owners 
on down to to the to the other Aubrey, pitmasters, I mean, the Aubrey the, the GM, every individual, the people at the door. It's, I mean, it, you know, and that we'll probably at some other point go into more detail about that. But um, we, um, I'm sorry, I see a sign that says Pecos has found. Thank you, everyone, for your prayers. <laughs> um, so apparently, Pecos was lost. No, oh, wow, it's, e- it's easy to lose Pecos. Yeah. Um, wow, I could just look for the George R. Re- George Roy Bean replica. Hey, and I could find Pegas. Andy, um, Andy's beer barn. Okay, so we'll talk about, and we have talked about customer service many, many times. But you know, we went to a a five star rated barbecue joint once, where the food, and it's not one that any of you probably have ever heard of. Um, the food was not great. Um, it, I don't, not even sure I would say the food was good, but the customer service was insanely good and we walked away from there with a, a good a, a still a good feeling right you know um, and this is nothing like that in that the food here was great but customer service goes so far to making that overall experience it really does and and Evie Mays does it as well as anyone in the industry um, just just super impressed with that so we uh, so yeah we, we chatted with with Arnis for a little bit um, on, on Friday night and you know he we, you know, we we set it up to where uh, he was kind enough to give some time on Saturday morning to uh, to do an interview, um, which uh, you will probably hear part one of that uh, shortly after this, or well, whatever order you choose to listen in. But uh, it'll be a two-part interview. Um, we we appreciate um, those that take the time um, have, and that offer it. We're reaching out to some of you. you know, we're still trying to knock out this top 50 thing. We're almost done. It gives a little bit more free time, but um, just kind of a shout out to any of the other pitmasters. Um, you know, please reach out to us if we haven't reached out to you, and we'll get you scheduled so that we can come and do it in your convenience. You know, right. We also don't want to interrupt the business. Right. Yeah. We we love to hear the stories of how these businesses came to be and and how they got into this business and how you know and the successes and the struggles. And you know, we we like to hear these stories of how things happen for them. Um, we find it fascinating to find you know to see all the difference. There. I mean, there's so many differences between how joint a and joint b came to be you know these huge successful some were born places. into it and struggled and absolutely left and, and came back and had that you know i i guess i wouldn't say advantage but had that experience others had nothing to do with barbecue and there was almost divine intervention at some point that brought them into the world right and it's just all all the different stories just they fascinate us some of these interviews may be a little longer than your typical podcast but it's because we want the, we want the whole story to get out. We don't you know we don't want to cut the story short for just for the sake of podcast brevity. You know we we want everyone We're not going to edit it down to sound bites. Uh, and, right, right. Yeah. We, you know we want you guys to hear these whole stories because it's our favorite part of doing these barbecue runs is not just eating great barbecue, which don't don't get me wrong is is wonderful, but it's also you know finding out you know what makes these joints what they are. Um, and, and that's been that's been the most fun part of the list for me on top of meeting all the barbecue fellow barbecue hounds out on the trail but uh, but yeah we, we set up an interview with Arnis Saturday morning so we uh, we got to Evie Mays at about 7:40 the Saturday morning um, no one in line yet at that great point. AC at the hotel that night yes yeah. yes we had fantastic air conditioning um, it was raining it rained overnight and so uh, drove through a little rain going there but but uh, it wasn't too bad once we got there. Pretty much stopped. Um, spent some time with Arnis. Uh, this our, our Smoky Road buds again came through. Um, we we met them there, and then after the interview, of course, we ate the barbecue and we ordered 
everything. Everything. Well, not quite, well, but darn you know, near over a hundred dollars uh, worth of barbecue. Yeah, um, yeah. It was it was a big order for us. We did <laughs> we did a beef rib. We did moist brisket. Let's talk about the beef rib real quick. Okay. So what they do different? Um, Corkscrew used to do something similar to this. You get an entire beef rib for twenty six dollars with a side. With a side. That's not twenty six dollars a pound. That's twenty six dollars for the whole damn beef rib. And that and these are plate ribs. These aren't the shuck short ribs. These are the full plates. Um, it's, it's usually a pound and a half plus. It's the best valued beef rib in Texas right now that I've seen. As far as price and quality and, and the whole whole shebang, um, you're not going to find a better price shebang, than shebang. that right now. Um, so yeah, the, the beef rib price was great. We had to order it. Um, we did moist brisket ribs. We did green chili so uh, cheese sausage. We did German sausage, pulled pork, turkey. We did baked potato salad, green chili grits, jalapeno cornbread, jalapeno cornbread, smoked beans. Uh, cheesecake, banana pudding, banana pudding, you know. sheet um, cake with pecans, sheet cake with pecans, and, and another chocolate pecan pie. Yes, sir. We're turning here. Uh, let's find out. Okay. Andrew we, we, decided to turn. So yay, we're, we're turning. I, I did that right. Okay. Oh, so yeah, I think that turning. I think that was everything. Lions are turning. Four desserts, three sides, six meats, and a partridge in a pear tree. And and uh, you know obviously pickles and. Yeah, pickles onions and, all and that. onions and all that um, good stuff. Yeah, and we devoured, I mean, literally we tried to devour all of it. Um, we were kind of fighting each other over the, you know, the brisket. The brisket was fantastic. Uh, honestly, goodness. it might have been the best brisket I've ever had. Um, they use um, the, the, the pits there, and we'll, we'll talk more in the interview. Plus, we have a pit tour that we're going to post up. Um, the pits are hand-built by Arnis himself with no prior experience started building pits back when they were in Tucson and has continued to develop that uh, very unique pits yep they, they um, use reverse flow um, which if you're not familiar with re reverse flow technology Brian so the in, in a standard offset pit that means that the firebox is set off to the side a little bit it's not directly under the meat and the smoke will flow from the firebox through the pit and then out the exhaust stack and in a reverse flow, what they do is they separate the cooking chamber in half. And so if you can picture this, the firebox is on one side, the heat and the smoke travel underneath the meat, sealed off underneath the meat, all the way to the far end of the pit. Then they make a 180 degree turn and come back over on top of the meats and then exit out the smokestack and the smokestack is on the same side as the firebox. Um, there's, a, there's a few advantages to this. Um, you do get some convection improvement. You get those, those that steel plate heats up and holds the temperature. Also, one of the things, and this is kind of similar to direct heat cooking that's out, that's more common out west Texas, is that the, the the sizzling as the meats start to render, the fat starts to render, drips down onto those metal plates. It'll sizzle. It'll come back up, and that's that sizzling fat smoke hits the meats and helps helps flavor the meats. So yes, it, it, the end result was some fantastic barbecue. We were, we, again, after we already had high expectations before we went there for dinner, because it's number nine, we had high expectations after eating dinner because it was a fantastic dinner, and they somehow managed to exceed our expectations at lunch. And they started making their own sausage recently. And yeah, and, um, and you wouldn't think that they'd only been making sausage for about seven months, because the sausage was killer. It was great. It was, um, and, and again, in the interview you'll find out, but. Um, 
Arnis's first um, individual he talked to was was Evan, Evan Leroy, and um, got some tips and has gone on from that point. It was very similar to a Czech style sausage. It, it really reminded me more of a Lockhart style than a um, than like a, a, a Miller family style. And I'm not sure how to best explain that, but um, it just damn good. Yeah, that's I'm, easier way to do it. Yeah, I mean, the sausage was awesome. And they do a green chili, so you know, Arnis's roots are in New Mexico, so they do green a green chili sausage, a green chili cheese sausage, and green chili in their grits. Yeah, and um, it really was nice influence. Just there. great barbecue. The desserts are really good. Um, it was just such a it was such a great meal from start to finish. Uh, we we just walked away so impressed with everything about Evie Mays from again the customer service, the food, the commitment to quality. You know, and, and again, it's it's a grassroots business. He literally built the business from the pits to the axle for his trailer. I mean, you're <laughs> going to hear more stories in the interview that I don't. You know, we don't want to go into too much detail right now. But it's just uh, when you find those barbecue stories where it's really easy to root for the for the owners, it's, it makes it even bigger experience. And there uh, aren't many that are more easy to root for than uh, Mallory and Arnis. No, and, and and you know, we're not singling them out because we've had some great experiences with. Um, a, a lot of the folks, oh, not just in the top 10, beyond that. And that's what makes this so great, is that you, you meet these people, you learn their stories, you talk to them, um, and you really understand where they're coming from and why they're coming from. And the people that have good business sense, good customer service sense, and, and of course, the skill of cooking. Right. Um, all of that makes is very important. Right. But um, it, it makes that whole experience just a lot of fun, and that's what we like about doing these barbecue runs. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 why we do them. It's for these experiences, these memories, you know, these things that we'll talk about for eons, you know, with each other about, hey, remember that time we went here and we talked to this guy and he told us this, and, you know, th- th- that's that's the biggest thing for us. I mean, yeah, yeah, we get a sticker when we go to the place, but, again, we're, we'll, we, yeah, we do were doing this before the and we'll do barbecue it passport so, yeah, came we're, out. We're actually excited to not have to do the passport anymore so that we can start going to different barbecue joints that we haven't been to before or haven't been to in a while. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're looking forward to, we're going to stay on the barbecue trail long after this passport's done. Um, so we're looking forward to that. And again, you know, uh, thank you to, to everyone that's listened to this, you know, these recaps. We'll, we'll have probably one good size recap of our entire list and the entire experience, you know, once we once we finish up the list, which we're closing on finishing, we're we're on our way to Heavy's and Hondo right now. We should be there in uh, less than two hours from from where I'm when I'm saying this. Um, but uh, we're we're excited to 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 be winding down this portion of our little barbecue journey and and moving along to the next exciting adventure. So. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Um, if, if rate you, us on iTunes. Yes, please, please listen. Rate us on iTunes. Um, you know, follow us to you. on on social media. Uh, our Instagram for the podcast is tales at tales from the pits. You can find us on Instagram. Um, we'll po- we post pictures up of different things that we might talk about in the podcast. Uh, we'll post some pictures of Arnis's uh, reverse boat pits on the on the Instagram account once we get the episode up. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. But again, uh, we thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. See you all out there.